Alhamdulillah, we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his presence. For it is he subhanahu wa ta'ala who have given the good news to Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu Only those who remember him subhanahu wa ta'ala will be remembered by him. Those who neglect Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will neglect them. Those who will keep away from Allah, Allah will keep away from them. Those who will turn away from Allah, Allah will turn away from them. But those who will stay steadfast and carry on their duties for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as he stated, that is the real tawheed. If somebody asks you, why do you pray, why do you fast? You don't have to give explanation of any different meaning to explain why. The only explanation that we should give, we do what he commands. That's the real tawheed. The servant follow the commandments of his master. The slave will do exactly what his master requires of him. There is no room for questioning and there is no maneuver in that which is being commanded. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded Sayyidina Muhammad to do exactly what he was told. Okay? Never to tire, never to hesitate, never. And therefore, when he used to stand up and pray until his feet used to swell, out of love for him يعني, she was trying to ask him to stay away from doing what he was doing because he had done enough and he said to her in his famous statement shouldn't I be a grateful servant that means you don't have to do because you are told to do you should do more than what you have been asked to do just to thank Allah for the oxygen that you are breathing for the water you are drinking, for the food you are eating, for the clothes that are covering and sheltering okay, you from the cold and whatever. And everything that you receive from Allah, you need to thank Allah for. And but if you begin to think of everything Allah has given to you, you will not be able to catch everything. You can't. This is something that we need to think about. However, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his book describe the human being in many different verses as a complex creature. Complex in the sense that we as humans, we always think of our physical being. And therefore, the dunya is geared towards the physical. This world we live in, the physical world, makes us physical. And therefore, everything we do is to perfect our physical living within ourselves. Hence the doctors, the surgeons in hospital, the consultants, okay? the hakims that we have, the gyms we go to. Okay? All the things we do is to perfect our body. Even when you go, subhanAllah, to shops today, the amount of material that are sold to us to make us look beautiful, smart, to make us look younger, to make us look handsome. We spend billions of pounds around the world, but it doesn't do anything. If you are 50, you're not going to look 40. Okay? And definitely if you are 40, you're not going to look a teenager. You have passed it. That's it. Nobody can go back. We spend all that time and all that energy and all that effort in something that we are sure is going to be destroyed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, from the earth we created you and to it we will return you once again. مِنْهَا خَلَقْنَاكُمْ وَفِيهَا نُعِيدُكُمْ تَارَةً أُخْرَى we know that. Everybody knows that. Our bodies are not going to last. Because even if you are not to die out of a disease, okay, you're going to die out of old age. Because there will come a time when the body cannot function any longer. The soul or the spirit remain thereafter. As long as the physical body is able to carry it. So when you become so tired, so old, and your body cannot carry your soul, your body will pass but your spirit will be returned back to its creator. And therefore we need to think. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ خُلِقَ هَلُوعًا Indeed man is created wanting everything for himself. When you are born, and look at every baby that was born, they are born holding their fist. As if to say, everything in this physical world I am coming into, I am going to own, I am going to have. It is mine and mine alone. 
every child. Although, if you look at him at that stage of birth, his eyes are closed. He can't see anything. His hearing is limited. And his motion, definitely, is not there. He can't move. He can't do anything. He needs to be looked after. He's a baby. But yet he is holding. But remember, if you are sitting next to somebody who is dying, or you are there in the presence, they are all, when they die, they open their eyes. As if to say, I came with nothing, and I'm going with nothing from this physical world. The only thing that you can take with you is that which you have done of good. That's why Allah said in the Quran commanding us, You must always do good. And then Allah says, This man who was born wanting everything, rushing and striving in this world to accumulate things that he's not going to take to his graves. Think of rich men that who have passed away. Which of them has managed to take all that which he have owned in this world with him to his grave? Emperors of China who buried their armies with them. Pharaohs of Egypt who buried their gold and servant with them. Today we are looking at them in the museums. They can't take anything physical with them. Because the physical body will return back to the earth. We are created, Allah says, frightened, worried. One of us will have everything. But the moment you are driving your car in the street, because you are not putting your seatbelt and you hear a siren of an ambulance, you'll be frightened it is a policeman. I ask, why are you frightened? Because you know you have broken the law. And this is something that you might, okay? It might cost you, but cost you in the physical, paying money. And we don't want to lose that. We want to have it all. We are frightened. Sometimes we are frightened from our shadows. Sometimes we are frightened from the dark. Sometimes we are frightened from loneliness. Yet, the place we are going to go to two meters down the earth is going to be the darkest and the loneliest place. We need to think of that. If we are frightened outside, what kind of fear are we going to have within? When you are alone and Allah will send you the two angels, Munkar and Nukair, to come and question you, Man Rabbuka, Man Hadha Al-Rajul Al-Ladhi Ursila Ilaykum, Man Hadha Rasuluka, Huh? All these questions, your time and how did you spend it? Your wealth and how did you earn it? And how did you spend it? Your parents and how did you look after them? Everything. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, there are those who will have nothing to say. And there are those whom Allah will save them. But when goodness comes to him, the human, he is unable to share it with others. And I can give you an example. Subhanallah, when a student is doing very well in a subject, okay, or he's doing very well in applying for a job, if somebody else asks him, could you please help me to do with it? Because there's a competition and I want everything for myself. You don't give them. You say, no, I'm sorry. You don't want to show them the way. Although, in Iman, you are not a believer until you love for your brother what you love for yourself. Whether that person is a Muslim or a non-Muslim. But it's small things like that. We don't want to give. If I know the key for that entrance and I want to get there, I'm not going to give it to the others because they might make it crowded for me. I just want it for myself. So we need to be careful of that. Allah said, إِلَّا الْمُصَلِّينَ Except for those who regularly pray. And therefore, قَالَ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ سَلَّمَ الصَّلَاةُ عِمَدَ الدِّينَ مَنْ أَقَامَهَا فَقَدْ أَقَامَ الدِّينُ مَنْ تَرَكَهَا فَقَدْ هَدَمَ الدِّينَ Salah is the main pillar that carries all your religious... Okay? Activities and faith. Whoever is managing to establish it properly, with humility in its time, regularly, Allah will look after him. But the one who does not, then he will be neglected. Now, this is something that we need to think about seriously. Because, in this world, we need to follow the example of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If I look at the world today, and especially in a city like London, whereby we have everything in abundance. In fact, rather than we die out of hunger, many of us die from diseases of eating too much. Obesity today is an illness that is costing okay, the health service. Maybe a third of the population, they are overweight. Why? Because they are eating too much. We are not really realizing there are people around us who are walking hungry. Okay? If you sleep in your bed at night and your neighbor 
is sleeping in his bed next door, your belly is full and his belly is empty, you have no faith. Okay? You have no faith. This is a true hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sahbihi wa sallam. You cannot be sleeping in your bed at night with a full belly and then your neighbor, you are aware of them, are hungry. This is something that we need to think about. The world is becoming a mixed place for difficult things. But Rasulullah is someone whom we can take our example from. And the example that I would like us to take this week is the example of forgiveness. Because I see the world is full of rage outside. Even our children are fighting in the playgrounds of the school they go to, in the streets, okay, in the council estates they live, to the point that they kill one another. Too many young kids are dying for no reason. Too many young kids okay, are having their bodies stabbed, okay, or they're having uh, their things is taken away from them for no reason. And everybody, young or old, when they are being wrong, if you ask them, they don't really want justice, they want revenge. Even people go to uh, the court, if suddenly a person is being punished, but leniently, they don't like it. They want a harsh punishment. If you ask a child in the playground, okay, what shall we do with this child who bullied you? Or this, you, say, you need to punish them. Punishment to them is something hard. They don't want something simple. Or, but Rasulullah sallam, Allah taught him differently. Allah taught him, those who wrong you, O Muhammad, you must forgive them. Allah says in the Quran, in Surah Al-A'raf, verses 199 and 202. Every one of us should read those verses. There is great lesson in them that we can take for this time. 199 to 202 in Surah Al-A'raf. Allah said, Khudil Whenever you are confronted by somebody side of forgiveness and remember a lot of those people who are raging they're ignorant <coughs> remove yourself from ignorance this is a lesson to all of you sitting here especially if you are a driver and we know there are a lot of people who have car rage and it makes me always laugh when somebody has passed you or suddenly uh, made a noise by his horn to People get very angry and agitated and they swear and they open the window and they, they put their fingers up. Well, what is this? All this is, has no meaning, no value. In fact, it puts you down. Because the person who is doing that, if you are wise, you think they are ignorant. You ignore them. Remember Allah says, subhanahu wa ta'ala, okay? A'udhu billahi min ashtar rajim, alladhina yamshun ala al-ardi hawnan. Ibadur Rahman, the servants of Allah, the sustainer. Those who walk on the earth with humility. When the ignorant speak to them or addresses them, they say peace. They don't. They just pass by. When they pass, okay, chit-chat and gossip and backbiting, they just pass with dignity. They don't turn and indulge and try to accuse them. They don't show themselves to be better. They just walk away. For Allah has taught them and given them the tawfiq to understand in the Quran, Do not sit and indulge after you have been warned and given the reminder with those who wrong themselves. This is a reminder for all of us. When people are doing the haram, we don't sit with them. We walk away straight away. Okay? Just walk away. Because if you sit with them, you are one of them. That's the idea. Okay? So Sayyidina Muhammad Sallam was always forgiven. This we have to take carefully. You might say, look, but sometimes somebody annoys you, makes you angry, make your blood boil. Allah gave us the understanding in the same surah. But remember, you are a human being, and Shaitan has promised us as your Lord, Allah Almighty that he will do everything to misguide you from a straight path. And we told him, use every facility you have, every faculty, every tool, every resource. Anything you have. And join them in having children and earning their wealth. So shaitan is there waiting for you to join you. Many children are born. 
in them a part of shaitan many children human beings but they're shaitanic because shaitan was there when their mother conceived them were there when their parents okay were joining together to bring this seed to the world Allah said وَشَارِكُمْ فِي الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَوْلَادِ Many times when you are earning, you are earning, it's not really halal, proper earning, shaitan was working with you. And that's a sad thing. We need to wake up. So Allah says here, وَإِمَّا يَنْزَغَنَّكَ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ If suddenly shaitan is inspiring you, it's filling you with rage and anger, saying, yes! For children in the school, they say, don't be a chicken in the playground. Don't be a chicken. Come on. Have you ever seen children in the playground? Children are fighting and trying to stop them. They say, fight, 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 fight. Astaghfirullahaladzim. They are laughing because they know it is true. And adults is look and watch. They enjoy it. Some of them, they love to see blood. They love to see somebody being beaten up. It shows no mercy. It shows no mercy in the heart. And we are the nation of mercy. Okay? Shaitan whispered. Allah said to Muhammad sallallahu tell them to seek refuge in Allah. For Allah indeed is hearing everything they call him for and he is aware of everything that is surrounding them. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ اتَّقَوْ Remember O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Those who fear me إِذَا مَسْهُمْ طَائِفٌ مِّنَ الشَّيْطَانِ If suddenly a whisper passes by from shaitan toward them to encourage them to put them in a position of rage and anger and ask them to take revenge and not to forgive, they remember. What they do remember? Take the side of forgiveness of Muhammad. Because it's a commandment. If Muhammad sallallahu is being commanded to take the side of forgiveness, who are we? Isn't he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the best of example for us? قَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا لِمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُ اللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمَ الْآخِرِ Indeed, in the Messenger of Allah, you have the best of example. To whom like him? To the one who wants the dunya, to the one who wants to look smart, to the one who wants to be clever, to the shrewd, to the cheat, to the liar, whatever, I can go on. But to the one who wants Allah and wants the hereafter, wants the place with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay? This is something important. Remember straight away, they have to forgive. Once they remember the verse, the commandment, they begin to see right from wrong. They begin to understand that revenge and anger okay, has no place in the heart of the believer. The believer is forgiving. The, the believer is tolerant. The believer is patient. The believer is lenient, is gentle, is kind. I can go on. It's generous to share, to give. He is not somebody who wants evil, who will do evil, who wants to destroy. A believer wants to build. I believe I want to join together. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. Okay? But then, the next verse tells you, even if shaitan is not really clever enough to get you, Allah said, And their brothers, they encourage them to do evil. Fight, fight, fight. Shaitan is coming through those little kids to tell them to, for them to fight and kill one another. Or adults standing there watching as if it is something important. It's why today in the media, all the programs that are made for our leisure, our pleasure, if there is no blood in them and guns and fighting, we don't like them. Even the children, subhanAllah, even the cartoon, if a cartoon is not fighting and killing and chasing, ah, miserable, boring. By nature, okay, we love to do evil. By nature. In the nafsa, la'amaratun bisu. Indeed, one's nafs is always commanding him to do that which is evil. We need to wake up, especially in this day and age. Thumma la yuxirun. And then Allah said, they will never be short in encouraging you. Remember, those brothers are shayateen. For indeed, among the human, there are shayateen. Allah says, shayateen al-insi wal-jinn. Al-ins, the human. The shayateen of the humans and the shayateen of the jinn. Shaitan is Iblis. But the shayateen other than Iblis, Iblis doesn't have any shayateen without him. He's one. But when Allah said in plural shayateen, it means the shayateen of the humans, those who have strayed from the past. And the shayateen of the jinn, those who have strayed from the past. 
those who are following shaitan wajunudu iblis allah said in the quran and the soldiers of iblis but there are junudur rahman there are the soldiers of allah allahumma rabbana ja'alna min junduk fa inna junduka humul ghalibun we want to be the soldier of allah not the soldier of shaitan we want to be abidur rahman not abidur shaitan the servant of allah the sustainer not the servant of the shaitan the destroyer the evil one the war today in this world is between us and shaitan. We need to be strong because there is no other way. The world today is being abused by him to the point whereby the clear teaching of the prophets is being taken and manipulated whereby man is telling man it is lawful a man to marry a man. What is the purpose of marriage? Is it for pleasure? For companionship? Yes. But the purpose, the most important purpose of a man and a woman coming together is to have children. Is to continue the human race. Is to have a family. They can say two men can have a, a child. Well, they can adopt a child. But that's not the way Allah intended it. If we are all tending to be that way, how can we continue the human race? Let us not beat around the bush and say, well, it doesn't matter. It matters. The Quran is the truth. The Quran is the word of God. The Injil, the Bible is the word of God. The Torah is the word of God. In it, Allah says clearly that our fathers, all of them, none of them, have ever accepted anything but his word. What he says is true, we accept it as truth. What he says is false, we take it 100% to be false. And therefore, we need to be careful. We not to follow the way of Shaitan. When this verse was revealed, take the path of forgiveness. Sayyidina Muhammad as reported okay, by Qais ibn Sa'ad, the companion, says to Jibreel, Jibreel? What is this you are asking me to do? Jibreel said to him, In Allah Amaraka. Indeed, Allah has commanded you, O Muhammad. You, Muhammad, you must always forgive the one who wrongs you. Think about it. It's a very big thing. Somebody who wrongs you. Somebody who transgresses against you. Somebody who really annoys you and makes you and takes your right. Didn't Allah says, describing the best of servants, him who he loves? Okay, he says, in the Quran, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم فإذا الذي بينك وبينه عداوة كأنه ولي حميم Even that whom you take as an enemy and between you and them there is grave animosity you must treat them as if they are the best of friends. If you leave me tonight and you walk outside here and you have somebody whom you hate and you consider him as an enemy other than Iblis for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran إن الشيطان كان لكم عدوا كان لكم Iblis or shaitan was an enemy for you at the time of your father refused to prostrate for him. Now, in this life, you must take him as an enemy because he promised to take you astray. He is our enemy. No other enemy. No human is our enemy. Our enemy is shaitan. All the humans, the right ones are our brothers. The wrong ones are our brothers that we need to salvage them and save them. The children of Adam. Allah said, we have honored them. We have indeed honored the children of Adam and we have carried them on the land and on the sea. All of them. Not one single child of Adam is not honored. Whether they are believing in Allah or not, they are all honored. Lucky are those who are saved. And lucky are those who are saving people from falling in the hellfire. Remember your Prophet Muhammad in the Day of Judgment, he will rush to save humanity. Where there is nobody is allowed to speak. The day where no permission will be given to people to say, I am sorry, my Lord. The day when they say, can we go back? They will say, no, there is no return. The day where nobody will be allowed to speak only by the permission of Allah. That's the time when subhanallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be in that position giving Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam al-shafa'ah. And he will go out to salvage people. And among his ummah, there are even the houses of the Quran will have 12 to save. The righteous people will have people to save. So our nation 
will become fishermen, running into the hellfire, salvaging the sinners, those who committed the big sins, the adultery, the gambling, the drunkard, those who were against their parents, they will take them off the hellfire. Shafa'ati li'ummati yawm al-qiyamah ilayah al-kabair. Or shafa'ati li'ahl al-kabair min ummati yawm al-qiyamah. My shafa'ah indeed in the day of judgment for those who have committed the big sins. Not the small sins. This is your Prophet Muhammad So we need to save humanity. Not to curse them. When we see the drunken in the street, we don't say, oh, stupid man, he is drunk. We say, alhamdulillahi afani. I thank Allah for keeping me away from this path. Oh, Allah guide him. This is what we need to do. When we see somebody who is not a Muslim, rather than cursing them, we ask Allah to guide them. Only this week, subhanAllah, the Prime Minister of this land, our land we are living in, is saying that we need to go back to the root teaching of spirituality in the Bible so that we can learn the conduct and the behavior. We need it. Spirituality can only be taken from religious teaching. For nobody knows what the spirit is. No philosophers, nobody speaks about the spirit. Only the religion people or the religious people. They speak about the spirit and the spirituality. So we can get the conduct and the behavior, the proper conduct and the behavior from the prophets. A prophetic teaching. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay? And then he said, وَتُعْتِي مَنْ حَرَمَكَ And Allah has commanded you to give the one who refused you. Remember the person whom you go to at the time of difficulty and you are in need and you knock their door, they don't open for you, you ring them, they don't, you see them, they avoid you, you ask them, they refuse you. And then the time comes when you are in a good condition and they are in need and they come to you. There are those who become frowned at that moment, become very arrogant. Yes, you, are, you need me today. But do you remember that day? Do you remember the time when I was suffering? Do you remember the day I came to you and you hid yourself away from me? Do you know the day when I asked you for this and you refused me this and that? What for? You don't have to put yourself in that position. Be the better person. Give. The one who refuses you, the time comes, even if they don't come to you, go to them and give them. The hand that gives is better than the hand that receives. This is what Rasulullah was taught on his. And you must visit the one who cut himself from visiting you. So there are many people say, I'm not going to him. Why should I go to his wedding? When I did my wedding, he didn't come. Why should I go and visit him? He never visited me. No, 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 no. The one who refused to come to you, you must go to them. Asila. Okay, the linking with your family, especially your next of kin, is so important. Whatever your next of kin does to you, you must always visit them. Be the better person. Unless they tell you to return, and then you return. Allah said, If you knock and ask to enter and you are refused, and you are told to go away, go. Allah will give you double reward. But never take yourself away. Now, Ibn Abbas also reported once upon a time a man came to Sayyidina Umar al-Khattab. Okay? And he began to annoy Umar so much until Umar al-Khattab became so angry and so upset. A companion was standing called Al-Hur ibn Ghais next to Umar al-Khattab. Read the verse loudly. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan al-rajim Take the side of forgiveness and avoid the ignorance. Sayyidina Umar al-Khattab put his head down. And subhanallah, after a while, he turned to Al-Hur and says, you have said something that I can never go against. You have said something that I can never go against. This is a commandment clearly given to the best of men to walk on this earth. Who am I to go against it? And he thanked him. This is the most beautiful reminder. He didn't say, Umar, remember, you are the Khalifa, you are this and that. No, no. He just read the verse. Because Allah said, That's the idea. They say when somebody is dying, don't sit next to them. Hey, excuse me. Say, La ilaha illallah. If you die without it, you're going to go to hell. Say, La ilaha illallah. You can't say it like that. You just sit next to them and you repeat, La ilaha illallah. La ilaha illallah. Somebody else will do sit by their feet, recite Yasin. اقرأوا ياسين على موتاكم that will help them ياسين will bring mercy and لا إله إلا الله is a remembrance that might remind him and he might say it 
for the best thing that a man or a woman can do before they leave this world is to utter la ilaha illallah before they die. May Allah allow us to have husnul khitam. One of the best poets of Arabia says, خُذِ الْعَفْوَ وَأْمُرْ بِعُرْفٍ كَمَا أُمِرْتَ وَعَرْضَ عَنِ الْجَاهِلِينَ وَلِمْ فِي الْكَلَامِ لِكُلَّ الْأَنَامِ فَمُسْتَحْسَنٌ مِنْ ذَوِ الْجَاهِلِينَ Take the way of forgiveness and always enjoin upon people to do that which is acceptable within their community. As you are commanded and keep away from the ignorant and speak with leniency for all people, not just the Muslim or the Muslim. anybody you want to speak to. I notice some of our brothers, when they're speaking to a Muslim, they are very nice. When according to them, a kafir or something, they speak to them harsh. Very, very sad. All the humans speak to them gently. If they are good, you are increasing their good. And if they are bad, you are encouraging them to leave the bad to become good. فَمُسْتَحْسَنٌ he said. And it is recommended from the people who have a status with Allah, that they will always be lenient. Why? Because Rasulullah <coughs> was lenient. Because the Messenger of Allah was lenient. Okay? Kana Muhammad Layna. He was easy to deal with and very lenient in his method of doing things. And then another poet says, Ya man bihi. فيما أؤمله ومن أعوذ به مما أحذره لا يجبر الناس عظما أنت كاسره ولا يهيضون عظما أنت جابره I wish you understand Arabic this is absolutely high caliber poetry you see when I see my primary kids in the school the teachers tell them write poetry and they write this morning I woke up and I ate my breakfast and I came to school and I say a red bus oh well done I think these Arabs were clever. That's why the Quran, the highest word of God, challenges those poets. Because this, this here is high caliber poetry. Oh, you whom I always tend to in that which I am always thinking of or wanting in my life. And the one whom I seek refuge in from all that which I fear. People will never be able to heal upon that. You are going to break. If it's broken, it's broken. Finish. You could be doctors, but if Allah doesn't want it to heal, it will never heal. Because the shifa, by the way, there is something very strange. People always think that if somebody can do something, it will be done. Never. Allah said to Muhammad, Oh Muhammad, you have not shot when you shot. But Allah has allowed you to shoot. So when you are taking your hand to your mouth, don't think, oh, I have the energy, I can do it. I always tell people, when I came to England, I heard a, a, a song, I was sitting in a bus, I did it my way. There is no, what do you mean you did it your way? You can't do it. You do it the way of Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who does. Okay? La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. So whatever you do, always think the dua is Allah. Al-fa'il, Allah, al-fa'il al-haqiqi, the true dua, the true action career, is Allah. You are only an instrument of Allah. Okay? And ta'abduhu wa khaydumuhu fi hadhi dunya. Wala yuhiduna azman anta jabiruhu. And they will never be able to break a bone that you are going to hear. They can't. Once Allah puts things together, and that's why if a person is muwahid, a person who is totally geared towards Allah, anything is possible. Anything is possible. You can do whatever you want. Because the prince in his father's kingdom is a king. The prince in his father's kingdom is a king. That's the idea. It is, it is yours. Nobody can tell you what to do. It's my father's. You see? So in your father's kingdom, you are a king. Remember, if you are a servant of Allah, Allahu Akbar. Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam as a baby. And this is the day to remember him. He was carried by his mother newly born. Okay? And suddenly got up when his mother was confronted by raging men and women saying to her, Harun, Okay? Oh, sister of Harun. Okay? Your father was never an evil man. And your mother was never a woman who will do haram. How can you suddenly come with a baby? You have been hiding away because you are carrying a baby in haram. She said, 
I'm fasting today from speaking. Today I will not speak to no individual human being. Never. I'm not going to speak to human today. And then the baby got up. And all of them, they, they treated, my God, how could a little baby sit up by himself? A baby needs to be on her arm, he sat up. He didn't say, excuse me, you miserable people. Don't you know who I am? I'm a prophet. He didn't say that. Just like today's people, the first time they meet you, they take their card. Professor Muhammad Ahmed Babikr. <laughs> Dr. Abdullah Ibrahim. There are some mashayikh as well who suddenly do their PhD. When he said, Sheikh Muhammad said, Astaghfirullah. Dr. Sheikh Muhammad. Inna lillahi wa nalai raja'un. Titles are becoming very important. We're becoming very vain people. I don't like this kind of thing. Silly. Because not the title. Remember what he said. Ana Abdullah. Ana Abdullah. I am the servant of God. Today, if somebody calls you servant, you're going to fight them. Discrimination. Okay? This is a way of looking down at me. Okay? People don't like this thing. Oh, astaghfirullah Look at this person. This is abuse. You might even take him to court because he's calling you abd. I challenge you. Call somebody abd. Ya abd. They will, they will fight you. Even the Arabs, whom the Quran was revealed to them, call any of us who are They abd. They will fight you. Say, I'm not abd. I'm not a slave. But Isa said, Ana Abdullah. I'm the servant of God. We're all servants of God. And the highest title. The highest title. Okay? In the Quran, Allah describes in Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when Muhammad Sallam, the servant of God, got up to do his da'wah. Okay? Subhanallah. So Abd is the title. And Abdullah, Ataniya al-Kitab. Then he said, he has given me, he taught me, he has given me the book already. I, I know the book. Waja'alani Nabiya. The title, Nabi, which is the highest, took it last. He made me a prophet. That means he has informed me. I am an informed man. I know the unknown. You don't know anything. And he has blessed me wherever I might be. And he has commanded me to pray and to pay my dues in zakah as long as I'm living. That means those two things we should always keep. Every time in the Quran I talk about salah, he talk about zakah. salat was zakah. And kind to my mother. And he has never put into me harshness, wickedness, evilness. I'm not like that. It's all linked to this. Take the side of forgiveness. Okay? And therefore, he says here, Subhanallah, they will never be able to break a bone that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is healing. This is real tawheed. Real Tawheed is to always look up to Allah, is to always tend to Allah, is to always ask from Allah, is to always depend upon Allah and fear nothing but fear Allah. Not your shadow or the dark or the height. Today's people, they're very fearful. In fact, to me, they're cowards. How? They go to watch a movie, a horror movie, and they, ooh, so why did you go there? Why did you go there? If it is frightening, why do you? <laughs> it's so sad. Really, our nature, as Allah said, man is just rushing, accumulating, wanting. But reality doesn't dawn into his heart or mind. doesn't know anything about it. Allah said in the Quran, to conclude, The human, when evil confronts him, Difficulty confront him, a test confront him, he becomes despair. He despairs. And I believe I never does that. Allah said in the Quran, Rajim, Tell them, oh my servants who have indulged in doing that which we have forbidden. Still, although you have done the wrong, do not despair of the mercy of Allah. In Allah, Allah can forgive all sins. I believe I think like that. Why? Because I'm in the kingdom of my Lord. I'm in the presence of my Lord. I'm in the company of the one whom I love, subhanahu wa ta'ala. But you can only be in that position when you follow this. You can't want to be there and you are not doing this. Because Muhammad was told. Allah cleansed him. He said, my Lord has brought me up and brought me to be the best. And Allah described him, وَإِنَّكَ وَإِنَّكَ تَأْكِيدٌ Okay? 
كونفرميشن وانك انت نوبودي قالك يو محمد لعلى خلق عظيم انديد يو ار ان ذا بيست بوزيشن اوف بين ذا بيست ان كاركتر ذا جريتست كاركتر از ذا كاركتر اوف محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وي ار سبوست تو ايموليت هيم لوك اب تو هيم فولو هيز اكزامبل قد كان لكم في رسول الله اسوه حسن ان ذا مسنجر اوف الله يو هاف ذا بيست اكزامبل سو ذاتس ذا اكزامبل وي نيد تو تيك نوت ذا اكزامبل اوف ذا بيبول اوف توداي We're neither here nor there. Something we need to think about. Also, Allah said, وَإِذَا مَسْتَهُ الشَّرُّ فَيَأُوسُ الْغَنُوتِ When evil confront him, the human being, or difficulty, or a test, straight away he despairs, and he's just unhappy with his situation. Well, every door I try to open is blocked. I make dua, but no acceptance comes to me. I don't think I'm a good person. I What is this nonsense? What do you know? How do you know? You're just guessing. You're not really following the real thing. The real thing, the fact is, you are ignorant. The fact is, you are ignorant. Because somebody who knows, will not say what you are saying. Because you are questioning Allah. He will not be questioned. We are all going to be questioning the devil. man. The day, where no wealth, no children will be of benefit to you. Only a pure heart. The dollar, the sterling, the euro, although the euro today had so, it's not going to benefit you. Yeah? Who is this rich man from Apple who passed away? May Allah show him mercy. What is his name? Look how he did well for humanity. He's very good. He benefited mankind. He used his intellect. How much money did he used to have? One billion, two billion, a hundred billion? He's a rich man. Has he taken any of those wealth down? Would any wealth will help him then? Could he say to Allah in the development, Oh Allah, please. Because today, we measure people by wealth. If the ten down in the street or the palace is inviting people, they invite some of the rich people. Politicians like rich people. Because they can pay for their campaigns. Yeah? And the politician also know that the businessmen they like the politician because the politician can help them to reduce their taxes. It's all it's a game. Who's suffering? The desperate, the needy. Very important to think of those people. Why Rasulullah Masakin? He sallallahu used to love the poor. He used to love the poor. We should love the poor people. Okay? And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to finish with. وَإِذَا مَسْتَهُ الشَّرُّ فَذُو دُعَاءٍ عَرِيُّ When man is confronted by all that which is difficult, that is evil, that is hard, okay, then his dua is absolutely big. You know, before the confrontation with the dunya and the difficulty that he is facing, no dua. Suddenly imagine you have got a court case, you have got an exam coming, you have got an interview, you have got an illness you've been told straight away the sibha the dua <laughs> sincerity is seen in acting before Allah you can't act before Allah some people who never see the most you see them in the most regularly but the moment Allah subhanahu save them or take them to the other shore they forget about Allah يعبدون الله على حرف they worship Allah upon a need يعبدون الله على العبادة هي meaning the dua that's why I make dua all the time and I encourage you to make dua all the time don't make dua only when you need ادعو الله في السراء تجده في الضراء ask Allah at the time of ease you will find him at the time of dikr ادعو الله في شبابك تجده في كبارك ask Allah when you are young you find him when you are old اسأل الله في صحتك وعافيتك تجده في مرضك اسأل الله ask Allah when you are healthy and strong, you will find him when you are frail and weak and sick and ill. You don't have to ask Allah only when you need him. Ad'uni astajib lakum. Ad'uni. Call me, I will answer you. Every night Allah is saying, Hal min da'in. Is there anyone who is calling, wanting, I can give? Or snoring. Hal min mustaghfirin. Is there anyone thinking to be forgiven? <laughs> Allah is calling everyone snoring. 
especially nowadays, the night is long for goodness sake. And Iblis is coming with his surma, huh? with his makhala. Sleep. Night is long. Your wife, your mother, your sister, brother, get up, salah. What time is it? It is almost seven. Ah, still there is one hour left. You are sleeping. And Shaitan is saying, yes, well done. You're a good man. Massaging your neck. The quilt become in this cold weather so warm. Until the sun rises. What time is it? It is ten past. Oh my God, I miss my fajr. And everything become a panic and rush. قال رسول الله السلام إذا نام العبد وأشرقت الشمس ولم يصل الفجر أو الصبح فاشهد بأن ذلك امرئ بال الشيطان في أذنه be a witness that is a human being شيطان has passed water in their ears after he massages you and puts surma or kuhul in your eyes and make you sleep and the sunrise he has done his job he will open your quilt, pass water in your... Now you wake up angry. Your wife said, you want breakfast? I want breakfast. I'm too late for work. You are getting outside. Somebody is blocking away. You shout and you're screaming. And you are trying to strive past. And somebody... Courage, anger, ma'arife. No forgiveness. No afu. No afia. You're going to get ill. With all that rage, people are sick. You know what is the sickness today? The sickness of... And being unable... To forgive people. Being sad. You know what the root for health? Ibn al-Ghayim al-Jawdi said, Rahmatullah in one of his writings, he writes beautiful things like Imam al-Ghazali. He said, I realized the Prophet was so genius in understanding the nafs. He says, when you smile, when he said, indeed in your smile there is a charity, because the person you smile in their face, rest assured, whatever business you are going to do with them, Dunya or deen, they're in your pocket. But if you are frowning in their face, forget about it. They don't want to deal with you. Smile. In America, they train them. Good day. They put the smile on. Good day. You see, <laughs> whenever I go to America, I, really, seriously, they, they are angry sometimes. They are, we are human beings. But deliberate because they are trained like them. Business is business because they make money. Okay? The land of freedom. Okay? The land of democracy. Anyway, so may Allah allow us to follow the footsteps of the greatest man ever to walk on this earth. May Allah allow us to appreciate and understand that we are vulnerable creatures of God. But however, with our vulnerability and our weakness, we are the greatest creature. If we can follow suit the teaching of Muhammad Sallam and follow the Quran, we can walk in places that no angel will walk on. We can reach places that not even Jibreel can reach. We can be with Allah. Under the throne, under the shade of God. And that is a position Muhammad already has reached. When he was crossing the world of the Malaika, Alam al Malakot, and Jibreel did not approach to ask. And the call came from above, and he was told to go. And he says, Ya Jibreel, aren't you coming with me? He said, No. Why? For indeed, if I go with you, one footstep in that direction, I will be banned. The light there is not as high as my light. Is it here, O Jibreel, a friend, close friend will leave his friend? You have been with me all this journey from the night when you came to me with the Quran. Please. He said, no. This is only for you. Only for you. When I look at that and I think of that, we are not really honoring ourselves. Allah has honored us. With something special. We have blown into him from our spirit, the spirit of God. I was a prophet, and Adam is between mother and water. What he meant is, I, the spirit Muhammad, which we all have the spirit, was there, and Adam, the physical body, was still in the mother and water. Remember, you are a spiritual being from the highest position of God put into these little vulnerable bodies to be able to live in this world for a duration, to be tested. Indeed, we are here to test you. Allah wants to know who is truthful, who is honest. That truthfulness and honesty 
can only be achieved by following the Quran and by following Muhammad Allahumma ya Rabbi ya Allah ya Musta'an ya Hayyu ya Qayyum ya Dhal Jalal wal Ikram ya Rafi'a darajati ya Dhal Arsh ya Hayyu ya Qayyum ya Man Tanamu Al-Ayun wa Tankadab Nujum أنت حي قيوم صلي وسلم على حيدك المحبوب شاف العلم فرج الكروب شيدنا محمد المقوب كل من له منصوب بصلوات دائمة مستمرة بدومك يا دائم يا حي يا قيوم صلاة تجبر بها كسرنا وتيسر بها أمرنا وتبلغنا بها مقصودنا وتؤتنا بها خير الخيرات وبر البركات يا رب العالمين اللهم اجعلنا عبيدك آمنين مطمئنين فرحين مستبشرين واجمع بيننا وبين حبيبك المصطفى في الدنيا والآخرة مناونا يا غلتان ولا تفرق بيننا وبينه أبدا وحينا على سنته وأمتنا على سنته وحشرنا معه في ذمرته يوم القيامة يا كريم وأريدنا حوضه واسقنا الله من شرط النظم وبعدها ربنا حلسنا بعينك التي لا تنام وقنمنا بكنفك الذي لا يضام وحفظنا الله منكم صراط الأنام اغفر اللهم النفض لك هذا الجلال والإكرام May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala those two children who are here with us tonight, Allah protect them and guide them and strengthen them and give them tawfiq the dunya wal akhirah and make them among those people who will be the best of humans to do that which will please Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All our children, may Allah save them. All our wife, may Allah save them. All our families, may Allah save them. All the humans that we know or we don't know, may Allah guide them and save them from the torment of the hellfire. اللهم رب اهدنا واهد بنا اغفر اللهم لنا وتب علينا وتولنا برحمتك يا رحمن الرحمين واشفنا وشمرضانا مرض المسلمين If there is anybody who asks you for a dua, may Allah accept them. I ask you to pray from your heart for a young woman, her father asking me to pray for her. She is very, very sick. May Allah heal her. May Allah remove the evil in her. May Allah remove the evil in her. May Allah give her. Allahumma shfi iram. اللهم يا ربنا اشفي إرم اللهم ربنا اشفيها بشفائك اللهم يا ربنا عافيها بلائك واخرج فيها واخرج منها ما فيها من سوء يا كريم واخرج منها ما فيها من سوء يا كريم واخرج منها ما فيها من سوء يا كريم بحق لقد جاءكم رسول من أنفسكم عزيز عليه ما عنتم حريص عليكم بالمؤمنين رؤوف الرحيم فإن تولوا فقل حظ الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وبرش العظيم وصلي وسلم على سيدنا محمد وآل سيدنا محمد وسلم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون السلام على المرسل الحمد لله رب العالمين الفاتحة بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين فإن مغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين نعم السلام عليكم الشيخ عليكم السلام شيخ إذا أتبعوا أحد يقول لنا أحد يقول لنا أحد يقول لنا أحد يقول لنا أحد يعني what you are saying and what you are doing to that which is appropriate. What are these people saying? Merry Christmas. Who is Mary? Mary is indeed the greatest woman that has lived before the ladies of Muhammad sallam. She is the mother of Isa alayhi salam. Isa ruhullah. Isa, the son who was born without a father. Okay. By the miracle of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent okay, the malaika to her and given her the chance to have this wonderful baby. And he was born without a father to complete a cycle, a cycle of creation of a human being. A human being is created initially without parents. And then the female without a mother. And then Allah created the male without a father. So we have got a female in Hawa created without a mother. We have got a male in Isa created without okay, a father. And then we have got Adam without parents. This is a cycle. So if you think the creation of Hawa or Isa is a miraculous creation, what about the creation of Adam? Okay. Allah said this in the Quran. <coughs> And if you look at it in details. And therefore, when we say Merry Christmas, we are as if to show happy or congratulations to Mary for the birthday of Isa alayhi salam. Are we supposed to be happy for Isa being born? Of course. We believe in Isa alayhi salam. Okay? We believe in Isa. So the Christians, it's their right to celebrate the birthday of Isa alayhi salam, right or wrong, whatever, nothing to do with us. If they give us a card, we can give them a card to wish them. You could even you could even write a card for them with a verse about Isa from the Quran. That's it. 
Why not? Nothing wrong with that. This is a very good way for da'wah. But to shun them or to look down at them. Remember Isa alayhi salam himself in the Day of Judgment when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala questioned him, did you and your mother ask them to take you as God? أأنت وأمك قلت للناس اتخذوني إلهين من دون الله؟ He said, if, oh my Lord, if I did, you will know about it. However, in تعذبهم فإنهم عباده. If you punish them, they are your servant. You can do whatever you like to do. You are the master. وإن تغفر لهم وترحمهم But if you forgive them and show them mercy, فإنك أنت الغفور الرحيم. You are oft forgiving most merciful. Look at that position. Not to say, oh my Lord, they were wicked, they left you, they did all that evil, punish them, put them in the hellfire. Even at that position, he's asking for his people who did wrong. Why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, in their heart there is mercy. The Christians. Okay, so we, 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 we will say, anybody said, have Merry Christmas, I say, Merry Christmas. Send me a card, I say, give them a card. Why not? Nothing wrong with them. There is no way to say it is forbidden. Yeah? Anything that is forbidden in Islam, if it goes against the Quran and the Sunnah. Okay? When Sayyidina Muhammad came to Medina and saw the Jews fasting on the 10th of Muharram, he asked them, why are you fasting on the 10th of Muharram? It's a day when Musa was saved. He said, by Allah Almighty God, This is more worthy for me to do than yourself. And he used to fast. It was the part fast. Did he follow the sunnah of the Jews? Yes, he did. Yeah. What's wrong with it? Because it's good. Fasting is good. Just like somebody says to me, are we supposed to celebrate our birthday? This birthday is bid'ah. The Western people celebrate bid'ah. Muhammad Sallallahu celebrated his birthday. Every Monday. Our people today celebrated every, يعني, uh, once a year. But every Monday, he didn't celebrate the date. The day. The day, he said, in Imam Ahmad Musnad, he was asked by the companion, لِمَا تَصُمُ الْأُسْنَيْنِ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ Why do you fast Mondays, O Messenger of Allah? He said, يَوْمُرُ وُلِدْتُ فِي A day I was born. My birthday. Wow. A child came to me and said to me, Can I celebrate my birthday? I said, of course you can. So he came with a big box of chocolate. Can I give it to my friend in the class? Some of the children who are a little bit astonished said, they went and told their family. One father came to me and said to me, Sheikh, you know better. We don't want our children to follow the Western kind of culture. I said, what Western culture? When the Western people were in their caves, Muhammad was celebrating his birthday. Stop for Allah, my brother. How could you say that? I said, do you know the hadith? He said, what hadith? I have never seen that. I said, you haven't seen it. I have seen it. Show me. So next morning he came to the school, sat in the head teacher's office. I brought a small booklet. Or Sheikh, I gave it to him, read it. It has a lot of things like this that people question. His wife is a convert Muslim, he was reading. His wife was saying, getting angry, they want to fight. Then he said, Jazakallah His wife said to him, What's this? And where is that? He came here to prove to him. He said to her, No, it's okay. Can I borrow the book? I said, Take it. He wanted to go and question his scholars with his correct book. He came back with it. He said, Since that day, he became all right. He became a friend of us. Knowledge is light. Say to them Muhammad, are those who have knowledge equal to those who have not? Allah answers. What did Allah say? They are never equal. Allah said, keep away from the ignorant people. Trouble in the world is from the ignorant people. All these wars and fights are from the ignorant people. Led by the most ignorant creature, Iblis himself. Because if he's not ignorant in that high state with Allah, when Allah said, Isjudu li Adam, he should be the first because he was on the earth, brought to the world of the Malaika. And he arrogant. Al Kibriya'u, Rida'i, Wal Azamatu, Idari, he tried to wear the garment of arrogance. What happened to him? He was chopped off, brought down. We need to be careful, inshallah. Yes, Muhammad. How old is she? Yeah. When was the last time you saw her? Huh? You need to go back. I was talking to her every day. 
but you need to go. Is there any difficulty for you going home? Have you got any difficulty? You're not allowed to enter your country? No, No, you should go and visit her. You should go and visit her. Muhammad, there is nothing more important than your mother in this world. As I just said now, this little baby, Isa alayhi salam said, وَبَرَّمْ بِوَالِدَتِي And Allah made me kind to my mother. Your mother is back home in Ghan? Yeah. Yeah. If I'm in your place, I'll pack my bag and go and sit next to her. Because to see your mother before she passes away Amen. will be the nicest thing ever will happen to you. A look from her face to you will be the best thing. Amen. Even if you were not able to go there, I will say, send her a ticket to come to you. Or to a neighboring country, you go and visit her there. There are some brothers who could not go to their country, they send their mothers from a country to a country where they can go easily. Mm-hmm. If she cannot get a visa to come to England, difficult. You get her to a country that she can go to, and then you meet her there. You must go and visit your mother. This is my advice to you. Yeah? You must. And the best thing is to meet her. Please do. Please do. And may Allah make it easy for you and for her to meet, and may Allah give her total shifa.